Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD, time and compartmentalizing time. With us in our virtual studio is Greg, a longtime listener of our show. Um, very excited uh, when we get uh, when listeners or other people reach out to us uh, with thoughts and ideas, and uh, we're going to actually have Greg on to kind of talk about some things that are near near and dear to his heart. Um, before we get into it, real quickly, the uh, 2019 annual International Conference on ADHD is around the corner. It's being held November the 7th through the 9th in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I encourage uh, everyone to go check out the website, chadd.org, uh, to learn more about the conference and or to register. Um, I'm pretty excited. I'm going to be doing a workshop there on working memory, uh, which, by the way, we'll probably get into a lot of working memory in our, in our, our topic tonight. Uh, there's a lot of great speakers, a lot of good, really good keynotes this year, uh, a really good program. And, and I, I, I really – I like the content that we provide, but i got to tell you something. There's nothing like a conference experience because you learn so much um, from the people in the room, people outside in the halls. You get to talk to uh, the speakers when they're done, the, even the keynotes. It's a really great experience. And this year it's centrally located. It's really close to New York and Washington, D.C. It's really not that far from Boston, so uh, everybody go check it out. Um, our show is being brought to you tonight by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Uh, in celebration of that event, we are giving away uh, free digital copies of Attention Magazine. Uh, to get the copies, all you have to do is this. You listen to our show and listen for our secret word. Um, write it down and then listen to another show and listen for a secret word and then write that down. Then email us the two secret words. The email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. Again, that's attention at attentiontalkradio.com, and we will send you a most current copy of a attention magazine um, in a PDF format, and they'll have you on a list to send you on the next version of it. So, again, all we have to do is that. Um, we are ecstatic uh, from, from – um, Chad's support, they've been, uh, they've been with us for a really long time. We're going to run a quick tip, uh, and then we're going to get into the new show. So here's the tip. Time management may be a problem for some people with ADHD. Some experts suggest a 135 approach to tackling your to-do list. Indicate which of your items are big, medium, and small in terms of time, energy, and resources. Accomplish one big item three medium items, and five small things every day. To learn more, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for uh, that tip and, um, and the support of our organization, our, our show. Uh, for those that don't know, Chad's the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to become members or to donate to the organization. As financially strong, Chad is a financially strong ADHD community. They're the ones that are on Capitol Hill talking to the legislators and regulatory agencies just to make sure that uh, those with ADHD have some accommodations and uh, get our fair shake at the table to uh, perform. So, again, to learn more, go to chadd.org. Uh, okay, so with that, um, again, we have Greg, who's a long-term listener of our show. He wrote in on this topic of time and compartmentalizing time, and so let's get into it. Greg, welcome to the show. How you doing? Glad to be here. Thanks so much. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm kind of I'm thrilled with this. 
Now, I wanted, this is a little bit different format for us than we've done in the past. Um, this is a little bit more just to really kind of talk to you about your thoughts on time, your challenges with time, and kind of work with you in an educational kind of environment to help those out there kind of grasp some of this stuff. So um, our topic is time and compartmentalizing time. Just talk about um, the challenge of that to you, what motivated you to reach out to me to have a conversation so we can uh, figure out a direction with this. Sure, sure. So my um, issue forever is, um, or but that that I've had forever is compartmental, compartmental, uh, compartmentalizing time. In that, um, having a an arbitrary, you could call it, uh, structure to my day, meaning I'm deciding what it is. Like, uh, you know, from nine o'clock to, to eleven o'clock, I'm doing this, and then I'm going to stop that, and then from eleven to one, I'm going to do something. You know, the, the next thing. Um, is very difficult for me, and um, it's it's very hard for me to do that without some type of external um, <clears throat> either stimuli or um, you know some someone there actually helping me start and stop what I need to do. And not only does it affect me on a on a daily basis, you know, per day, for example, I'm going to work until five o'clock and then stop. <laughs> you know, I, I work. All the time, if if, I'm, if no one stops me, kind yep. of thing. Yeah. Um, but not, so so not only on a daily basis, but on a weekly, monthly, seasonally, and and, and yearly basis, it, it affects us in the okay. same same fashion. So so let me ask you a question: If external reminders and prompts help you and do that, why why just do that? Why why would we be talking if that works? Sure. So the the um, you know it. Anyone, anyone can say, you know, it's, it's, it's distraction, really. So anyone can say, um, yeah, just set a timer for 11 o'clock, and then when it, when it goes off, stop doing that and do the other one. Um, it's, it's, it, just doesn't, it just doesn't happen. It, it, it's frustrating, and, uh, again, without, you know, s- someone there a lot of times, it's um, – I, I, I just can't do it. I don't know why. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just bear with me. Yeah, you you just can't do it. I mean, if you have an alarm go off, do you hear it? Yes. And in that yes. moment that you hear it, what goes on inside your head? Um, well, I mean, something probably something different every time, but and I haven't tried to use an alarm um lately because it it, it hasn't worked, you know, in the past that well, but um to to think back to when I when I would or give you a hypothetical situation I would um, the alarm would go off and then uh, I I I, in, I guess in my head I might say you know what I I'm, I'm not done with this yet let me let me put a little more time into it um, and the, the the line gets blurred even though the alarm went off got it I got to just put a little bit more time with in so you just kind of. You put it off because you want to finish what you're doing. Correct, correct. And why do you want to finish what you're doing? Why, why not come back to it later? So um, I'm in the video production uh, field, and I do a lot of editing and uh, uh, shooting of, of things. Obviously, the shooting is typically scheduled, so that's that's yep. easy to compartmentalize. But the editing is is not so. Why would I want to complete it so that I have a happy customer who wants to come back and use me again? Well, no, not completed. Why not leave oh. when you're not done and come back and finish it later? What's so hard about doing that? 
<laughs> um, well, the first thing that just popped into my head was I don't trust myself um, to do that, honestly. Okay. So one of the things that I've learned, and everybody out there, if you, I had a spectacular interview with Dr. Russell Barkley uh, some time ago. If you just Google Attention Talk Radio GPS, it will come up. We talk about his theories um, on uh, working memory, and in that there's a transition where I talk about, like, you know, what do I do to help people understand working memory? Then I talk about some of the things that we do. It's about an hour long. It's a a really good um, interview. I'm going to shortcut some of the things there, but if you want to learn more, go there. So, so Greg, working memory is – Think of your, your, your mind as like a computer. When you turn on your desktop, right, it doesn't instantaneously mm-hmm. – you're not ready to go. What happens is your operating system has to load up, and all the tools that you need need to load up, okay? Mm-hmm. Right. Let's say hypothetically that takes five minutes for it all to be all ready to go. Make sense? Right. If you were to unplug that computer, without electricity, it evaporates. And you right. have to turn your computer, take five more minutes for all that stuff to get loaded in. Make sense? Mm-hmm. When you're going to sit yes. down and work on a project, what happens is, is your working memory is about like organizing things. Like I, one of the things that I do with a lot of people that I coach is I give them five words. It's like the hippopotamus, teacher, kangaroo, zebra, uh, bumblebee. And I have them repeat it back to me in alpha order. And believe it or not, Half the time, people get it wrong or they forget a word. And then really, mm-hmm. I don't really care if they got it right or wrong, but I'm trying to say is you realize you didn't learn anything new. All you're doing is holding those things in your mind without forgetting and then juggling them around and, and right. reordering them and, and, and without forgetting and telling me that. And I basically, I, I want them to sit in that experience because I said that's what working memory is, okay? When you're going to mm-hmm. sit down and do a video editing project, right, you're booting all your operating system up in your mind. It's very effortful to get your head into the game. People with ADHD mm-hmm. say, I have a hard time getting into it. Like once I get into it, I'm fine. That's this booting up process. And by the way, there's nothing fun about this booting up process. In fact, it's very effortful. It's like running a marathon. And people with ADHD, when they have to put a lot of effort into something, they'll go watch Netflix. Now, everybody, when I say mm-hmm. Netflix, that's a metaphor. It could be Xbox. It could be anything, but it's like your thing of choice. And so when I'm coaching people with ADHD, often, particularly creators, when you're involved in a project, you spend all this time and all this effort to boot up your mind. And what you're saying is, I'm not yet done. I just want to finish this. Now, it's hard to stop because if you come back to it tomorrow, you have to go through – let's say you had five minutes left to work to do. You feel what I'm saying? If you come back tomorrow and it takes you five minutes to get your booted up and then another ten minutes to get your head around it – it's taking you, and then you do the work for five minutes. You're spending Correct. 20 minutes on something that if you just finished it right now, it's five. Now, in that, in that situation, can you see how it's so much more efficient with your time to finish that five minutes than it is to start over again? Yes, yes, because, because the, that example you just used is, <clears throat> you know, would be accurate. It's like, all right, I have to familiarize myself with it. I have to review, you know, and, and, and to, to get back into, yeah. into the – and have you ever have you ever gone in and had to do some work before, and there's something you need to do, and you're just not getting into it? You're just like, I just can't, I just can't bring, I don't have the energy today to get into it. Make sense? Yeah. So, so that's what I was going to say, actually. So, not not only could my alarm go off and be uh, uh, potentially stop working, but 
something else could happen, right? I can get a call from my yep. father who needs a ride somewhere, yep. or, or you know, and I'm, and I'm forced to uh, abandon the project. Um, I guess that's outside of what we're talking about because if I have to do something else, that's no, 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 no. And it's the same thing. Is is that you're in the middle of it, right? And you get the right. phone call, and you've got to abandon. You got to go back. Now you got to come back later. Again, it took you took you half an hour maybe to get all the energy to get it all into your mind. Once you got it in your mind, it's all there. It's re- it feels really, really good. But going back and think, I got to suffer through another half hour of getting my head into this project. Right. I feeling a lot of pressure. I'm going to go rearrange my sock drawer. I'm going to answer a couple emails Correct. because you're getting something Correct. done. Correct. Or I'm going to get into this again, and I got another meeting come up. I'm not going to do it because I don't want to start this thing and start over again. Exactly. Now, exactly. We're going to go to we're going to go to break in a second because what I'm trying to help you understand is that this is the root underneath. This is not the appearance of it, but from my perspective in coaching, working memory is what's at issue here. And the I just want to spend five more minutes is a self-regulation issue. Like you're not cutting yourself off. You're not acknowledging that it's more efficient, but it's more efficient in the long run for you to finish it. And so now right. you've run over and maybe missed appointment, missed a meeting or something like that because when you started this, you didn't know how long it was going to take to begin with. And now that you're right. into it, you're not right. really realizing right. this is not something methodical where I can just do it and come back to where I was. This requires a lot of creativity, and that's difficult. Does that make some sense? Exactly. Hundred percent. All right. Tell you what, I need to go. To, I want to. I want to kind of keep on this um, uh, in a little bit more detail to kind of un, unwrap this and then talk about things we can do. Uh, our secret word tonight is time. Again, our secret word tonight is time. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an Edge Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by GigCoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to this uh, spirited conversation around time. Having a conversation with long-term listener Greg on time and sort of his challenges 
Uh, before the break, I was really trying to kind of outline and illustrate the role working memory plays um, in some of the tasks that we do and how um, in, in some ways, sometimes not getting up and leaving at the allotted time is actually more efficient for you to do that than actually wait. So there's, there's a legitimate reason why sometimes you don't get up and walk away from the desk when you need to. Um, so we're talking about things that are kind of creative. That's a big project that we're involved in. In a second, I want to talk about things that are a little bit more boring. But so far, you know, Greg, does this make a little bit of sense that if you're in it and you said it was your words, not mine, you're not done with it yet, but you're feeling close. Do you see the legitimate reason why you would not listen to the alarm and continue to finish what you're doing? Does that make sense? Um, yeah, go ahead. So that makes a little bit of sense. And the idea really here just on this piece of it is, is if you begin to sit down before you do things and you take a look at the nature of what you're doing, okay? Right. If you've got something that's very methodical, like solving an algebra problem is very methodical. If you understand algebra, you can solve it in a finite number of steps in a number of period of time. But if you've got something that you're, is ambiguous or it requires some creativity, the thing about creativity is it's a trial and error process, and you never know exactly how long it's going to take. And way right. too often I find people with ADHD trying to take a an area where they have to learn something or they have to be creative with something, which by definition is trial and error, and they try to schedule it. Uh, it's like I'm going to have an aha tomorrow at 10 o'clock, so I'm going to schedule from 930 to 10 to make that happen. It just doesn't work that way. And so right. in managing time, sometimes it's really helpful to say, what is the nature of the task that I'm doing? Begin to acknowledge I'm learning or I'm doing this video project or it requires some insight and, and, and begin to schedule an allotment of time that's more appropriate with the task that you're doing as opposed to I'm just going to do this for an hour every afternoon. Does that make any sense? Uh, so if you can clarify, so, so like are you saying to schedule a specific time to do a create something that's creative versus something else? Yeah, so for example, in my business, I coach during the day from Monday to Thursday. Right. Friday's my project day. That's where I do videos. That's where I write. That's, I have un, uninterrupted time where I sit down so that I don't have to start over with those things. It's scheduled. It's, by definition, my project day. It's my creativity right. day. Whereas during the uh -huh. week, when I'm coaching, it's more methodical. I'm, I'm grinding through the process. I'm responding to emails. And so I'm scheduling the projects at a time when I can have that extra time so that I don't have to start over again. So in other words, what I'm doing is I'm acknowledging the task that I have. Is it methodical or is it one that's I don't know how long it's going to take or requires insight or, or learning? And I schedule it for times when I don't bind it by a certain amount of time because I can't. Does that make some sense? I see. Okay. I see. Um, right. So, so, so that is what you're doing. You're, you're, you're scheduling things like that uh, on, on your certain day where you've got yep. flexible time. Yep. So like you're, okay. when you go out and you shoot, when you go out and you shoot videos, right, you're there on site for a period of time, you know what you're going to shoot, you get the film and you, you kind of do that. You come back, right? That's a methodical task, kind of. Um, but it's more methodical. You come back, you know how long it's to download all the video and get it together. But when you're going to sit down and edit something that's of size, if you will, and particularly if you're going to move things around and pick out clips, we don't know how long that's going to take. And right. so in that situation, ideally what you'd like to do is sit down and do it all in one fell swoop. Does that make some sense? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another concept, again, 
people come to me looking for tips, tricks, and strategies. I find problem solving to be a lot more effective because right now we're identifying the reason why it's difficult to compartmentalize some of this stuff. Another thing I like to talk about is the, con- the concept of hibernating. So we talked about the computer booting up. If you hibernate your computer, you close the cover and you open it back up, it takes a second or two for it to come back. Mm-hmm. To illustrate this, I coach probably 25, maybe more people a week, and whenever I'm talking to them, each one is their own individual story. It's hard for me to talk to somebody and remember what the hell we talked about a week ago. So what I do is when I get done, I don't – I just – I take notes and I just dictate a stream of consciousness. There's not much organization to the notes. I just dictate off the buzzwords on my right. paper. They're transcribed. Mm-hmm. They're emailed to me. And then what I do before I get literally sometimes 30 seconds before a person calls, or even when they call, I say, give me a second. I don't even read the notes. I skim them. I'm looking mm-hmm. for buzzwords and stuff like that. What that does, it's like hibernating my computer. So, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. And really quickly, I can remember about 85% of the conversation. So I don't have to really start from the beginning and go for that 15 minutes to remember what happened a week ago. It kind of takes me back to where I am. And so I'm saying that is a lot of times people with ADHD, if they're in a project, they actually leave it all out, and they leave. And everybody's like, you know, there's, there's projects all over the place. When you go back to that project, believe it or not, the visual layout of it actually helps you. Get your mind back to where you were, particularly if it's a video project, it might be a little bit different, but if it's like a, like a crafts project, you can see where you are much quicker. You don't have to start over again. So if, again, I'm not saying this would work for you, but if you get to the end and you go, okay, <clears throat> what I'm going to do is I'm going to dictate an audio file to myself of where I am, what I was thinking, what I was doing at the end of this project, and what I think I have left, and some insights. You might say, okay, now I'm going to listen to that on the way back into the office tomorrow morning, and what that will do, that will help you expedite the recall of where you were right. because you're going to share your thoughts when you ended, and you're in the car listening to this on the way in, which is unproductive time, yet you're bringing yourself back. Does this make some sense? Yes, yes. I, I can see how that would be good. So if I'm you know, three-quarters of the way through an edit, I can say, all right, I mean, in terms – you know, in, in edit – in, in editing speak, so to, so to speak, um, you know, there's uh, logging the, the footage, there's uh, separating the ma- separating the scenes out, and um, and if I if I stopped half, three quarters of the way through, and like you said, did something like an audio file where I could say, all right, this is already done, that's already done, this is already done, I've got this, this, this and this left, that I think that I think could help. Yeah, but it's also another level. It's the clip number 447 is really, really cool. The shot's really, really good, and the person says something really insightful, and I'm having a hard time figuring I, – I, I really want to use that clip in here, and I'm struggling with how to put it together. There's another clip over here that seems interesting to me, like there might be a relationship. My gut tells me that, but I don't know what it is. Now, notice right. in that moment, right, you, your intuition says – it's not just methodically doing this. It's like I've got a relationship between these two clips. I think they would go good together. I haven't been able to put them together. Tomorrow morning we'll have forgotten about it. But when you say that right. in the moment that you're thinking about it, when you hear it tomorrow, it will help you recall. In other words, it's like your mind will go back to where it was when you left. Make sense? Right. So just be yes, yeah, be more, much more specific. Yeah. Or I'm thinking that. I'm thinking that I could bring this to a crescendo with some music in the background with a big, like, explosion at the end to really give it some wow. 
haven't found the right mm-hmm. music, blah, blah, blah. But you, in describing that, now you know kind of what your thought process is. This is the stuff that's more difficult. This is the part that you really won't get up and leave the project when you be, really begin to feel like this. It's starting to come together, but it hasn't gelled yet. That's the time right. you're going to have the most difficulty sitting up and going because when you come back, it's like you're starting with a blank sheet of paper, and it's very difficult. So, again, what I'm highlighting right. is if you can begin to think of that, how do I hibernate my brain? How do I leave visual cues? How do I live audio cues? How do I dictate? How do I get a brain dump so that I have a way of listening or reading or doing something so I can get back to that state of mind a lot quicker than starting over with? That mm-hmm. type of a strategy I find is really helpful if you're going to manage, like, I've got a project and there's no way I can get I'm going to have to stop. Or you pick milestones, like, I'm going to get chapter one, two, and three done. Right. Now I'm coming back. I told the beginning of the story. Now I'm doing the middle of the story. Like, you've already got that together. You've made that break, and you're chunking it based off of natural stop points. Make sense? Right. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, so, what, what sounds like a time management issue goes back to a working memory challenge, and I'm right. going to argue is that sometimes to stop is more um, ineffective for you than finishing it, um, which why mm-hmm. you might say, I've got a big video project. I'm going to do it on Fridays when I have uninterrupted time so that when I sit down, I don't have to get distracted. And when you do that, that's when you're starting to <clears throat> turn off your cell phone, turn off those things, because if you get your – phone call from somebody else that you've got to go attend to and you're and it's an emergency you know i think you get the idea you want to limit those distractions so once you get your head in the game you can finish it right right that's awesome yeah another thing i know that you've worked with body doubles before in the past one thing that's nice about working in a room with somebody is let's say you're grinding on a video and you're you're struck you're stuck like i don't know what to do with something right in that moment by yourself, it's a little bit frustrating, but if somebody else is in the room, sometimes you're just talking like, ah, I don't know what to do with this, da, 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 da. Notice how sometimes, this isn't everybody, is you're talking to them really kind of casually, and in that discussion, they don't say a word, but all of a sudden you have an aha, oh my God, mm-hmm. and you go back to it. In the moment where you hit that writer's block or whatever with mm-hmm. ADHD, if you if if you're having a writer's block or a working memory issue in that moment, you're apt to get up and say, hey, I'm going to go get a cup, a glass of water. I'm going to go do something. That's a self-regulation issue at this point in time, and you never get back to it. Whereas if somebody else is there that you're talking to and you process it and you come back with the aha, you go back to what you're doing because you hit that writer's block. But having somebody else in the room is not accountability, but you're having a conversation with them, and maybe they'll give you a tip. That gets you through that hump. Does that make any sense? Yeah, totally. I mean, and the, the, the body double concept works extremely well for me because uh, I'm, I've, I've always tried to figure out what, what works about it. You know, why does it work? And, I, and it, it's kind of like an accountability thing where, um, you know, where if, I, if, they, if, they're, if they're in view of my computer screen, I'm always I'm always under pressure. <laughs> I'm always under a good pressure to get things done. It's, it's, yeah. it's uh, this is a Jeffism. Everybody else likes to call that um, accountability. 
more often than not, more often than not, I find that it's actually not accountability. Having somebody else in the room every once in a while, when you've got to stop and you've got a question, is you're actually talking out loud, or you're getting to, you don't realize that they're helping you get through the working memory challenges. It's like a built-in mm-hmm. structure that you don't right. realize it's there. But you think it's because they're in the room and you're having accountability, but no, it's when you hit that wall, often you process. My mother said years ago, there was a lot of creativity that went out the door when we got rid of the smoking rooms because people would go out there on a break and oh. smoke. By the way, nicotine would actually help you. It actually helps you focus. They're, they're actually experimenting with nicotine as a, replace, as a, as a substitute for Stimulant medications because it actually helps you focus. So number one, you got the focus. And number two is just talking to people out there about what's going on at work. You're not trying to problem solve, but somebody will say something. All of a sudden, you you went out there to smoke and you solved the problem. And you went back and you got back to work because now you have some clarity and you got the nicotine. Mm-hmm. But we lost that. Right. Now I'm not advocating smoking, yeah. but you can see how that's there. Make sense? Sure, sure, sure. Yep. All right. Tell you what, want to go to a break? And come back, I want to start getting, getting into another side of time management on things that are boring that can be a challenge. So we've talked about bigger projects that are creative, but there's another side. Uh, for our listeners uh, tonight, again, our secret word is time. Again, our secret word is time. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, TimeTimer's bright red disc disappears. Visit TimeTimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit EdgeFoundation.org to learn more how an Edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a great conversation with Greg about time and managing time and starting to look at understand the underlying non-appearance-based drivers to this and, and, and going about managing and problem-solving a little bit differently. So in summary, real quick, just to kind of pull things together, people with ADHD, it's a self-regulation issue with a working memory deficit. Booting up your mind to think about a project in depth is a working memory issue. It's very, very effortful. It takes a lot of time. That booting up process is the reason people with ADC struggle with transitions. You know, Greg, that's why when you're gone from vacation, you come back to the office, you have no idea who you are and what you're doing, and even if you have a job. I often advocate, like, come back to the office and tell everybody you're coming back on Tuesday to give you that day to kind of boot your mind up and reacquaint yourself. Um, it's the reason that we have 
once I get started, I'm good. The hard part is getting started. It's that effort right. and that energy that you don't expend that you go do other things. Um, there are some mm-hmm. things that you can do in order to expedite that. I don't want to get into that right. right now because I want to get into this other stuff. But if you can begin to witness some of those things, it's important. Um, the creative mm-hmm. process, by the way, is insightful. Sometimes you're going to sit down and be creative, and it just doesn't happen. Another reason sometimes, I'll tell you, Greg, for me, every once in a while, I start to get creative ideas, and they start to come out of my head. I'll tell you this. I'm not stopping for anything because Lord knows when that's going to happen again. I'm going to sit there and right. make every creative idea that comes out of my head because, again, I can't recreate that at will. So that's a reason sometimes I don't stop myself mm-hmm. uh, just for those reasons. Make some sense? Sure, but in the but in those instances, you um, I would imagine you don't run into an appointment and and miss an appointment though, right? Let's say you nope, have nope, I'll skip it. No, 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 no. Those creative juices that's more important for an appointment. I can save all kinds of time. I you know I call them and say, listen, I'm not going to make it today, unless it's one of those doctor's appointments that takes me a year or two to get. Again, to get some of that level of creativity because. I've learned over the years sometimes it's all in the thought. You just have to have one aha, one nugget, and it can save you a lot of times. And when they're flowing out of my head, again, I'm not going to stop it for anything because I can't always recreate that on the dime, on the fly. Does that make sense? Right. Well, right. What I'm saying is you wouldn't, you wouldn't like, uh, if you have a coaching call at, you know, eleven o'clock and you get this aha moment at a quarter of, you're not going to push that though, right? I wouldn't, but I would. I typically wouldn't be doing that before a coaching call because if I'm sitting down to do something creative and I've got a hard stop, uh, I wouldn't do that. I would do it on a Friday or Saturday or another time. Oh, so you're so you are able to somewhat um, uh, trigger it. If you get creative first. Yeah. So on a Friday, if on a Friday, sometimes I'll do a field trip. So for me, sometimes I'll load my stuff up. I go to Starbucks. Uh, people watching really helps me get creative. So I'll go to Starbucks. Yeah. I'll sit down. I kind of camp out. I get away from all the nags at the office. I sit there. I have a cup of coffee. I sit there. I daydream. I do some stuff. And then I start to think. Sometimes, mm-hmm. by the way, I'll sit there for 45 minutes, and nothing will happen that day. And I'll get up and go, all right, I'm going to go do some errands and come back to this later. Mm-hmm. Other times it kicks in. But notice I don't have to leave for hours. Yeah. I have nothing scheduled that day, and sometimes I'll start on – like I do attention talk videos. Sometimes I'll have a hit and actually start writing. Writing is very difficult for me. So I went there to, to do creative stuff with regard to videos, but if it's coming out for me for a blog, I'm going to let it come out for a blog because it's hard for right. me to write. So gotcha. I'm going to go with where my creativity goes, but the idea is I'm going to understand the nature of what I'm doing and schedule it for the times when I can have uninterrupted time I gotcha. as opposed yep. to beforehand. So I'm mindful before I have a project, is this methodical? Is it learning? Is it creative? Where am I going to do it? And sometimes I got mm-hmm. a project and I got no gaps. I got no time. And I just have to say, I, I'm going to have to do it on the weekend or I'm, to, I'm not going to be able to get in during the day because if I do stick it in during the day, I'll keep starting over. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Does that help? Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Definitely. The other side of this that I got to acknowledge is people with ADHD, they struggle with anything that's repetitive and boring and mm-hmm. has a lot of steps to it. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you'll schedule like I need to clean my office, if you will, uh, in the afternoon, and you'll get 30 minutes of work done in four hours. Right. If that makes any sense. And so sometimes from a time management perspective, it's actually good to set up short 
periods of time, I'm going to clean the office in 15-minute intervals between appointments through the day because you know that you're only going to have a certain amount of attention to it. Make some sense? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I'm going to clean it on the way out. In other words, I'm going to get everything on the left side of the room near the door. You're not going to take it out to the right. trash. You're going to deal with getting that later. Just get everything you can in like a modular step to kind of get that if you're going to manage a project or something on certain times so that you get it to the door and it's time to go, you go, but at least you got everything to the door and then you have to pick up and go from there. Does that make any sense? Right. Yeah. Yep, definitely. So going back to can you see now why those alarms don't work in managing time based off of the creativity stuff that we've talked about and the effortfulness of bringing that up in your mind? Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. And and the the I, as you were mentioning it, the the tactic I guess or strategy of recording where you're at. Uh, when you stop so that you can boot up more quickly when you re- when you resume is is it's kind of like a bridge to 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 that future date which is which is great yep. um and i would imagine i'm going to try that and i would imagine that uh it, it would also relieve some of the pressure of you know like the the the, uh, the build up in your head of oh my god is a it's a it's a big project and um you know, in between sitting down and working on it, I would imagine the pressure would be released a little bit too, because you know that <laughs> you, you, when you sit down, you, you'll you'll hit the ground running much better than you would uh, having to do a full reboot, like you keep describing it. I'm thrilled you brought this up because remember, if you're doing, if you get done with the project, right, and you're not offloading it, you've got the pressure of remembering everything. It's like, have you ever woken up at three o'clock and I'm like, I got to remember this. I got to, and you're not, what you should do is get up and write it down, but you don't. Right. Instead you Mm -hmm. sit there and you stew over it. And then finally you fall asleep at five 30 in the morning. You forget it. Yeah, exactly. And you didn't get any sleep because you're, if if you just get up and write it down, now you no longer have to worry about remember. It takes the pressure off. Now, again, you have this fight in your mind. If I get up and I do that, I'm awake now. Can I go back to sleep? But, but you can begin to understand in this situation how, yes, you get that outside your head. It relieves you of the pressure of having to remember where you were. So now you can be present for everything else, particularly if you did the system a couple times and it worked for you. Make sense? Right. Yep. Totally. Got it. One other thing that you brought up before we got on the air that I want to talk about related to this is from your perspective, like understanding yourself in relation to time over life, like, the college experience your job experience and those types of things. And people have a sense of that. Again, that's a working memory thing to be able to visualize and conceptualize. Some people with ADHD are very big pictures and they can see that and they struggle with the details. Sometimes people get too lost in the details and they can't put all that stuff together. So sometimes Mm -hmm. it's really helpful for you to sit down and say, all right, when a video project takes me about two or three hours, how many video projects am I going to do in a year? You get that stuff, and then you do a timeline for like a year, and you start doing a timeline for your life. So you actually start to put this out visually. You follow mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you're looking at the bigger stuff first and, and working your way down and using that as a litmus test to stop and pause and go, why am I so worried about rearranging my socks drawer right now? It feels good which we, I would talk about why, because usually you're avoiding something, which is a whole other conversation, and you put it in a context. So the idea, a lot of times with people with ADHD, we need the visual timelines of what we're doing and right. to acknowledge this video 
to make a movie is going to take years. Like you might think it's going to take a year, but it could take four years because again, it's that creative process and the need to dwindle it down. Does this make any sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, one last, one last comment with regard to this. A lot of people call people with ADHD perfectionists. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to disagree with that, but sometimes, cause I can tell you, this is my world. Sometimes I feel like there's an aha there. And it's not coming yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. waiting for it to happen. Like, I got what I want done, but I feel like there's another angle. If it just clicks, all of a sudden it will really make a lot of sense to a lot of people. And so right. I'm always have to be conscious of some of that stuff and be on. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, I spent 50 hours on this. Done's better than perfect. And that's a very intellectual conversation you have to have with yourself because you know, you can feel something's a better idea out there, but who knows yeah. how long it's going to take to get to you. Does this make sense? Yeah. That, that's, a, that's unbelievable. That, that's, I'm going to make a note and put that on my wall. Done is better than perfect <laughs> because, um, yeah. <clears throat> oh man, it, it, that, that, that shifts the, the, uh, pre- it, again, it relieves the pressure. Just get it done. And, and, and chances are, when I sit down to, to edit something, I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna skimp on it. I think that little note is going to at least get me to sit down and start it, you know, like, uh, or, or 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 resume working on it, um, and get it done. I really like that. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Also, one last thing is this is this is the um, self regulation side of it. I, you and I have never talked about this, Greg, but when you're doing a video for a client, like I believe you. I got to believe you love the wow factor. They go, oh, my God, Greg, that is off the charts. That affirmation for you probably feels really good like a drug. And when you sit down and you want to do a quality project, sometimes you just need to do adequate. But people with ADHD, sometimes affirmation is a drug. It's like crack cocaine. And they don't realize is that the person doesn't care. They just need average, and you get caught up. Because you want all the accolades. Oh, my God, Greg, you're the most – this is the most incredible thing. And sometimes you have to acknowledge that you're doing this not because for them. You're doing it because you want the affirmation and to recognize right, right. that you might want it, but they're, they're not going to notice it. Sometimes can help you walk away and go, I'm addicted to this. By the way, ADHD is a very addictive behavior. I'm addicted because I like affirmation. I want them to say, oh, my God. But by sitting there saying, this is no potatoes, it's really about – the reason I want this project is I want them to tell me I'm good. This is about me, not about them. Uh-huh. Realize that sometimes that can get you to let that go and go, hey, listen, they, they're not looking. They're not going to give any accolades. This is just run-of-the-mill stuff. And if you can divorce right. yourself from that, sometimes you can let go and done is – all right. they don't want perfect. They're not paying for perfect. They're not going to acknowledge me for perfect, so just done. Uh, Jeff, that, that's I don't I don't. It's just gonna sound like I'm overstating it, but I, I I feel like saying that that's freaking amazing because I'm already seeing what I can do. And I'm, not, I'm not just saying this because I'm on the thing on, the, on this thing with you. I'm 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 very optimistic as far as what I'm going to be able to do with the, with the three things that you mentioned the you know the the bridge from the you know like recording where you are. The you know done is better than perfect, and this is 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 great. Okay, so here let's let's we're getting a little off topic here, but I just I really want what you said sounds so easy. Like I'm gonna in the moment say done is better than perfect, and be, mm-hmm. Jeff, this is gonna be Nirvana. Greg, I want you to know 
to execute that pause is incredibly difficult. Let me explain to you why. Think mm-hmm. of ADHD as, a, as an addictive. Affirmation might be something that you're addicted. It's like crack cocaine for you. You like can't not do it. Alan okay. Brown, the ADD crusher, used to have some drug issues before. He talks about how one time he's visiting his grandmother who's dying of cancer, and he's running out to do a drug deal. And they're like, oh, my God, she's dying. What the hell am I doing? To be able to catch yourself in the moment when you are, oh, my God, this feels really good. You're focused on how good it's going to feel when they do that to actually stop and witness yourself and go, what the hell am I doing? Mm-hmm. That pause and that recognizing yourself and implementing the done is better than perfect. The hard part mm-hmm. is that awareness that you're in it to override it because from a self-regulation right. perspective, you're having a hard time disengaging your attention because you want that reward. Right. Right. So totally. anyway, and, yeah. process, mm-hmm. process that. But anyway, that's the thing with ADHD. They say you just have to do that. It's easy for me to say. It's very difficult for people mm-hmm. with ADHD to execute. And I just want to throw that there. So with that, questions, thoughts, was this helpful? What did you learn today? Yeah, again, I, at the risk of repeating myself, I mean, those three things are, um, you know, are, are going to be, I'm very optimistic as to what, what I'm going to be able to do with them. And I'll let you know um, how I make out. And I hope this helps, you know, some other people that might be listening as well. Absolutely. Everybody out there, in summary, one of the things that I've learned over the years is a lot of ADHD, we, we, we deal with it on appearance, and you actually have to understand the technology underneath of it. So, hey, the appearance is I got a time management issue. Well, maybe not. Maybe it's a working memory issue, and we need to solve for that issue first, and the time management thing will take care of itself. And a lot of times, mm-hmm. as I say, when you're drowning in a sea of strategies, usually – you're dealing with appearance-based stuff, and that's why that stuff's not working. So with that, Greg, I'm grateful that you reached out. I'm grateful you came on, and I'm thrilled that you had, we have had the opportunity to have this conversation. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Me too. Many thanks. Appreciate it. Everyone, our secret word tonight is time. We hope you found this very helpful. Um, we'll wrap it up. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care. <laughs>